grab your wine, put your headphones on and relax. Let's rip open the cover of the sealed section. Welcome to After Dark with Louise Wilkinson. Brought to you by Flirt Adult Store Hamilton. Welcome back to After Dark, dear listener. Always a pleasure to have your company. Tonight, it's story time with Luke sharing an experience that he had this past weekend where he navigated making out with a trans person, shared with full permission, of course. Our resident call girl, Morgan, will also be back in the building answering your burning questions on what it's like to be an escort. It's a juicy, juicy show, dear listener. Strap on in. Let's get started with After Dark. The new Flirt Adult Store has everything for fun in the bedroom or the bathroom or the lounge room. And with the biggest range, there's always something new. Flirt Adult Store. Find us on Facebook or 90 Beaumont Street. Sometimes cheeky, always fun. It's After Dark with Louise Wilkinson. Brought to you by Flirt Adult Store, Hamilton. If you're a regular listener to After Dark, you will know that the fabulous Luke Skews and myself are pretty good mates. So before we jump on air, most weeks, we'll catch up with what's been happening in each other's lives. And usually, Luke has far more exciting stories to tell than me. Uh, But look, you know, we swap information. Well, this week... When we jumped on, regardless, everything that we had planned to talk about just went out the window because Luke's weekend was certainly one for the books. And I'm really excited to let you as the listener into our pre-on-air chats because we're going to let you know exactly what happened with Luke this weekend. Luke, it's just you and me, babe. And all of the listeners. But don't let that stop you. Story time. It's story time. <laughs> it's story time, baby. Last time we did story time, it was about an adventure that Cindy and I went on at a sex club. It was. a daisy train situation. So That wasn't the best story- bit. The best bit, if you, if you want to go back and have a look, I think it's on the pod as uh, what actually happens in a sex club. And there was an amazing story about uh, resilience against the world's biggest dildo. But I'm just going to leave it there because if you haven't and listened... And the bed break. To, yeah. The bed broke as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was yeah. a good story time. That was a wild okay, night. Just- but story time this time is incredibly interesting. But what I will say as well is that you as a sex and relationships coach uh, are fairly knowledgeable on most things, emotional and sexual. But you Mm. learned a lot yourself this weekend, didn't you? I sure as fuck did. Absolutely. Um, So to set up the story, I moved house this weekend, um, literally 900 metres down the road from my old place, frustratingly close. And I was prepared for it to be a very stressful, very, you know, head down, ass up. This is the way we like to fuck weekend. Mm-hmm. And um, just getting busy. I went along to um, a live music event on Saturday night. And one of the musicians um, captivated me. Yeah. Like in 
in, you know, that everyone's been to like a live music event where you see the musician and you kind of like fall in love just a little bit. Luke, I was the musician, man. (laughs) So you know what I'm talking about. I know what you're talking about. You see them on the dance floor, if you're the singer, you see them on the dance floor and go, oh, yes, you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Continue. I'll have you tonight. Um, so, I want that one. Yeah, like, not, <laughs> I want that one. And um, here I was in the crowd and I could see everybody in the crowd, you know, falling in love with this incredible artist um, and very clearly presented as a non-binary human mm-hmm. in the um, in the energy and the way that they dress and um, they may have even... Um, given their pronouns as um, like a non-binary pronoun. Yeah. And anyway, watching incredible artists, so amazing, had a chat to them after the event and said, hey, uh, me and my friends are going back to um, their place for afters and do you want to come? And they were like, absolutely, if you're going to be there. And I was like, oh, the muso likes me. <laughs> So oh, you're that guy. Went back. <laughs> I'm that guy, yeah. And we went back to my mate Bobby in Austin's house and, um, you know, night went on, really great chats, connected with this human. And I, as the listeners know if they've been listening, present as a queer man um, and, you know, I've been on this journey for maybe four and a half, five years of like being out and being openly queer and open relating and experiencing all of the things. But I've never, ever connected with somebody who has been non-binary or trans or anything other than male or female. Yep. Um, but that kind of didn't really come into it too much last night. It was just on Saturday night, just like, wow, this human's amazing. I really want to get to know them and connect with them. And I knew that that was a factor. However, it didn't really come into my thought process. It was like, hey, I want to get to know you. So anyway, the night goes on and we make out. Mm -hmm. And, you know, me being me, the relationship coach, I was probably overly um, consensual. Like, would you like to make out with me? Is there a vibe here? You know, lots of these questions and they were like, fucking just kiss me. So <laughs> that happened on the Saturday night. And then I said to them, would you like to catch up tomorrow night? Which was last night. And we did catch up. However, again, I was just moving with the flow of connection and being intrigued by this human. Didn't really think too much about the sexual anatomy Machinations, yeah. 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 I was just like, oh, this feels good. I'm going to follow this and see where it goes. Just going to tug on that golden thread and keep tugging and see where it goes. And I had this beautiful night last night. We got pizza, we chatted, drank some wine, made out. And I was very hyper aware of the fact that I was a cis male. They are non-binary and um, really trying to hold lots of, like, safe, trusting space yep. for that. And probably, again, probably too much. Probably, like, you know, overboard with the safety and the, the trust and holding space side of things that kind of might have 
come oh in my mind now it might have come across a little bit clinical or sterile oh yeah yeah it does but it's it's still um you know it is sexy to hear that like as a as a as a cis woman it's it's sexy to hear that because it's almost like they're talking you through it no i'm very um <sighs> verbose so i like lots of words so for me um you know completely fine with me so i wouldn't overthink it too much love like okay, you know, cool. I think I think that that consent is sexy in whatever form it takes, and I think you have been educating the Newcastle public on consent for a year and a half on this show now, mm-hmm. and yeah. you're just showing that you walk the walk. True. <laughs> so here we are sitting on you know the couch, and I said to them like, "Hey, I just want to check in with you." Is there still a vibe since last night? Like, is the vibe still there for you? And they came back with an enthusiastic yes. Would you like to make out? Enthusiastic yes. Yep. So we make out. And then eventually it got to the point where I said, um, no pressure, but would you like to move things to the bedroom? And, again, no pressure on what happens when we get to the bedroom. Yep. Um and again, enthusiastic, yes. And in my mind, I was thinking to myself, like very vulnerably, what do I do with this human's anatomy? You know, I know that they they are in a like female-born body. Um, they had top surgery, which means that they'd had their breasts removed. Yep. Um, and... You know, where do I touch? What do I touch? What can I touch? Yeah. So, you know, this is running through my mind. I was like, okay, it's getting hot and heavy. My intuition's leading my hands into these different places and spaces. But, you know, what's okay with them? Yep. So eventually, like I'm actually like sneakily messaged my mate Bobby during a break between one of the makeouts. I was like, fuck, fuck, fuck. What do I do? And I'm like, just ask, do what you do, bro. Like, ask them how they like to receive pleasure. Yep. So, you know, after a little bathroom break, they came back in and they said, um, you know, this is feeling really good for me. How's it feeling for you? Yeah. Okay. We need to have a chat about how things are going to move forwards. And that turned me on epically. Like somebody <laughs> just. Oh, my somebody, God. Communication. Oh my god! Oh, I hear you. Like, I'm slipping off my seat. Yeah. If I wasn't erect already, I was like, you know, pushing out of my pants at that point. And <laughs> I said exactly what Bobby had said. Like, how do you like to receive pleasure? And they gave me really clear instructions. Like, I like this, and I like this, and I like this. I'm not so sure about this, but let's navigate that as things flow on. And again, like boner town. Um, so. We proceeded to play together and it just fucking flowed so organically with that communication and feedback and checking in. Yeah. So it was, for me, somebody who's been like sexually fluid and open and liberated for a really long time, this brand new experience for me was so incredibly fulfilling and like I've been floating on a cloud all day today. Because of that consent, 
and the boundaries and the communication and the feedback. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. I really do. Um, But so cool that they came in and went, all right, we're going to have a conversation about, you know, how this is going to go. Like, and must have been such a relief for you too because you were probably very much in your head going, how do I navigate this? No, maybe like 50-50, a little bit in my head but a little bit just enjoying the moment but was aware that this was a very important experience yeah for both me and for them and to stay present and conscious of the situation um so yeah like 50 50 just going with the flow and and the other 50 was like okay this is important Mm. this is important for me this is important for them and like i very much want to be aware of every little skin cell every little second in time like every little touch every little kiss and enjoy the whole experience and to feel really sexy in myself and make sure that they know that they're super sexy and this person is absolutely fucking stunning like Mm. a 10 and um it was i don't know i haven't really got the words right now it was fucking epic yeah. It was epic in the experience and the sensuality and the slowness and the time to take in the experience mm. rather than being like, oh, so here's a date. We're probably going to fuck, you know, and we'll do these three moves and then it'll be finished and then they'll go home. It was really, really immersive. Yeah. And I get that. I get that. Like, a, yeah, an immersive experience. I guess, yeah, that sums it up perfectly. Yeah. Mm. And it wasn't like specifically because I was having this um, intimate experience with somebody who was non-binary, but the fact that this was a brand new experience with me, that was the reason why I slowed down and wanted to be give it space and time to just soak it all in. Mm. And the feedback that me and this amazing human shared today was like, oh, my God, like I feel so seen and I felt like you made me feel so sexy, like both back and forwards to each other yeah. because it was literally just sponging in this amazing human that's in front of you. Not because, you know, it's the hot chick that you want to bang or the hot guy that you want to bang. It was um, driven through connection and uh, curiosity. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing, my friend. That is, you know, really cool. And, yeah, you know, if there's uh, something to think about while you're unpacking boxes and cleaning um, Mm. houses uh, the next day, that, that would have got you through I think. That's actually been quite a lovely day after that experience. Yeah, I bet. I bet. So, Mm. you know, for, you know, I have a a very good friend of mine that's on the other end of uh, the transition. So they have a male-born body and are transitioning to female. And Mm. 
she often likes to say, I pass, and she puts that in inverted commas. And what that means is is that she is very effeminate and has a very um, delicate bone structure. So quite often is actually uh, mistaken for, um, you know, full female and then has to have mm. that conversation. And, uh, you know, in a lot of cases uh, people are either freaked out or they don't know what to say or they, um, you know, just approach it all wrong. Um, mm. But, you know, this is a testament to the fact that, you know, it is something slightly outside, you know, the penis in vagina, female, male, you know, sexual dynamic or male, male or female, female. But, you know, with communication and sensuality, it can be actually a really beautiful experience and not one, and one you can lean into. Absolutely. I think um, the, the biggest thing that I reflected on today is um, like how flowy, not, not the best adjective, but how flowy intimacy can be when you lean into connection and slowing down. Yeah. It's like this the connection was instant with this amazing human. Mm. And it wasn't based on what they're wearing, you know, how they identify, whether it is a boy or a girl or a non-binary. It was just like, wow, I my body and my brain is intrigued by what's in front of me right now. And my curiosity is allowing me to play with that. Yeah, and that's so cool. So cool. Um, and, um, you know, we also need to need to thank this amazing human because you did uh, ask them if it would be okay to chat about this today mm. and, uh, and they were completely fine with that. And we thank you because, you know, this is just such a beautiful experience but one that uh, other people can learn from as well. And, uh, mm. you know, I think, uh, I think you get a gold star for uh, how it was all navigated, you two. Yeah, we did good. We did real good. <laughs> We're full-grown adults. We did good. Absolutely. I love that. I love that for you. And, uh, and thank you so much for being so transparent and, um, and sharing this story because, you know, it is so important and so important to have these conversations. That's why we have After Dark so that we can have these really transparent conversations and learn. Yeah, and thank you for um, giving me the space to just share a story today. Tonight, and yeah. um, I always find that information is so much more um, palatable in story form. Yeah, because we're not getting taught, we're not getting told something like this is what you need to know, this is what you need to learn. Here's the information. When it comes in story form, then your brain just kind of allows itself to make sense of it and make use of it in its own way. Hundred percent, absolutely. If you have any further questions or you want to enhance your sexual experience, you can reach out to Luke. You can find him on Instagram, Luke Skews. And uh, he's a wealth of knowledge and still learning and growing every day himself. He's an amazing human and uh, one of my absolute favourites on After Dark. I love our catch-ups, my friend. Thanks, babe. Sometimes cheeky, always fun. 
It's After Dark with Louise Wilkinson. Brought to you by Flirt Adult Store, Hamilton. Well, it's been a hot minute, but I'm so glad to have her back on After Dark. Morgan with Diary of a Call Girl. And tonight, I'm going to put her through her paces because I've been on the old Reddit and I've looked up the questions the burning questions that all you guys want to know about sex work. Now, Morgan, are you are you up for it? It feels like a little bit of a game of family feud, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Louise. How are you? I'm up for just about anything. Well, that's great. That's great. But look, you know, I'm not Steve Harvey, so you don't you can you can think about your answers, but uh, yeah, they're wide and varied, and it's very interesting. Um, to sort of get a list of uh, of things that that are the top questions that people want to know from a sex worker. So um, I'm glad that you're up for the challenge and uh, I haven't uh, pre-warned you in any way what these questions are going to be. So they're just oh, going to be... I'm frankly intrigued. <laughs> okay. Some of them... We have covered at length in, in some previous episodes. But this is just a quick, you know, overall need to know. These are the questions that are burning on everybody's lips when it comes to sex work. So here we go. Okay. Now, this is this is an interesting one. Uh, do prostitutes enjoy sex at work? Not going to lie. I have scraped myself off the ceiling a couple of times unexpectedly. What a perk of the job. Absolutely. I mean, it's it's the most fun you can have on the job, isn't it, at times? Uh, with some of the most um, unexpected people and you just walk out going, how the fuck did that happen? <laughs> and you just go, and I got paid for that. Next. <laughs> okay, here's a question. Um, how many, like how much per client on average uh, working in, let's put parameters around it, um, so working in an establishment, um, can you expect to make per client? So what does, and I guess I guess a better way to frame it is, what is a healthy shift for you? So say you did an eight-hour shift and you were back-to-back, um, you know, how much can you expect? <laughs> back-to-back. Okay, I just realised what I said there, but listen. <laughs> More like knees to neck, but that's another story. Oh, dear Lord. Okay, but what would be a healthy shift? Oh, it's it's so hard to pick, but, you know, you can make thousands. In a day? On a, real, uh, on a good run, yeah. If you're doing an all out, whatever, you can, yeah. Right, okay. Some days you can make four-fifths of... Nothing. Yeah. So it's really, it's, um, and it just depends on what extras you do. It just depends on, you know, some days you'll just be, you will not be sitting in the girl's room at all or you, you would just be like, oh, my God, I don't break. And the other girl will be just sitting there. I just, it's just, you just can't pick it. Yeah. You just can't pick it. But, um, yeah, it's, um, look, it can be a bit exhausting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, there has to be, you know, obviously it, you know, what draws people to the profession, I guess, in a lot of cases is that it is lucrative, uh, but it's certainly uh, no picnic at times. <laughs> no. 
Got it. Got it. Okay. Here's one. This is an interesting one. And I'm sure you've probably come across this with um, with like colleagues and that sort of thing. Um, is it common for women to meet someone that they fall in love with in the line of work? And how does that actually play out um, should they get into a relationship with that person? I guess it would be a little bit challenging in some spaces. Look, it happens. It happens at, at times, you know, more often unexpectedly. But um, I guess if they do pursue the relationship, well, the guy knows what she's doing for a living. And if there's jealousy, it just depends on each individual. Like I know some girls that have um, met clients, married them, moved out of the business. I know some other stories where it hasn't ended so well with the jealousy. It's just, you know, but it is frowned upon because, you know, if you start giving you um, giving it away, yeah, falling in love with people and, you know, how do I say this? Some... Some people can be quite opportunistic and, you know, they just like to, to get a free free shag so they can play with um, vulnerable people on both sides. So it's just, it's um, it happens. It's probably not like Pretty Woman, though. Oh, <laughs> that movie really didn't do a lot for what is actually going on in the sex industry, did it? <laughs> okay, well, well here, here's a, a, a vignette out of my personal life. Yeah. I was um, at a club with my significant other having a drink, just, you know, playing around, being just, you know, a couple. And he was going, that guy just keeps staring at me, just keeps staring at me. I don't know why he keeps staring at me. And I went, well, actually... No, not staring at you. So there is also that um, element of it. So what? It, because it, it, that not, that man was a client. Yeah, right. yeah. Okay. So you know, and that can that can be quite confronting for a lot of men, especially if they're insecure or partners. I shouldn't say men. That's really a cis female point of view. However, it's just you know, it can be really. Tricky. How many people do do we walk past that the woman I love has she slept with? So there there can be some pitfalls. You know, you've got to be very mature about it. Or yeah, yeah it's it's not as easy as people think. You know, these are all the nuts and bolts. Yeah. And also, let's face it. You know, say I don't know, you're in a relationship with a guy or girl, or whatever. You've been out at work and you've had one of these fantastic thousands of dollar days. Yeah, you really don't want to go home and shag, <laughs> but not because you don't want them. And sometimes you just, you know, they really just shat you. Yeah, and you just don't want to put out. And then you know, there's the throwing it in the face sort of stuff. But yeah, it, yeah, it can I be a minefield. That. Yeah, I get that. I get that. Which mm. leads me to my next question um, that people want to know. What, and I guess you can draw on your own experience a bit here because I know that it has been wide and varied. What happens when you see a client in the street? And what is your reaction and what might their reaction be in your experience? Uh, Generally, I just sort of avert my eyes a little bit, say, to the side. I don't really make eye contact. And it's just just like nothing. And to to be honest, I can't remember what half of these look like, nor do I want to. Yeah. Jesus. Ugh. Anyway, 
So, yeah, there's a few, and sometimes you'll just smile and nod. Yeah. Or, you know, sometimes there'll just be a little Acknowledgement. Cheeky, yeah. cheeky little memory. Um, refer back to, you know, do you have fun at work? That's always a bit awkward. Yeah. Especially if they've got the entourage, wifey and kids, and you're thinking, oh, Jesus Oh, God, that'd be confronting, yeah. (laughs) Oh, look, you've just got to detach from it. It's work, you know. That guy's paying for a service. He's not out having an affair. He just wanted whatever he wanted, so it's just not personal business. Yeah, okay. But it can be funny. Yeah, yeah, I bet. (laughs) Yeah, running into them at the... uh you know, the the meat aisle of Woolies, I can imagine. Um, okay, last question for this evening is, is there a labour union for sex workers and how effective are they in representing your interests? That's a good one. Uh, a union, we've got the Scarlet Alliance, we've got SWAP, we've got some AIDS councillors in New South Wales. Uh, there, are th- there are different and international bodies and, look, it's a protective thing but, how do you unionise a sub- subcontracting business? That's true. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, you know, you've just got to be, I mean, I don't know, I'm not really, really all say with a lot of that nonsense because I'm just not quite that interested anymore. Yeah. But um, I think that there are from what I gather, and, you know, you can go and get protection. I've, I don't know I've ever told you about the ugly mug lists that get compiled where they, they send them to different um Establishments of girls for some problematic clients and oh, okay. things that can, yeah, right. So they're sort of like a, a working girls burn book. Uh, that Pretty gets much distributed. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. And, and social media can, yeah. would be make makes it even more so. So you know, just um, it's a competitive business, but there's also like you really don't want anyone. Yeah, there's to be, solidarity to be damaged yeah. and hurt because you know that could be you. It can happen, you know. It's, it's not everyone's nice and respectful, you know. Yeah. Let's not downplay it. I mean, on customer service, you have to deal with a lot of fuckwits as well. This one, you got your clothes off, so True. you know. Yeah, a little bit more vulnerable. I get it. Oh, Morgan, that has been fascinating. Um, there are more where that came from, so I'll throw some more of that at you next month. But um, this has been a great chat, and I thank you for being so transparent and can't wait for the next instalment of Diary of a Call Girl. Thank you so much, my friend. That's okay. That'll be 50 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> As always, it's a business doing pleasure with you. Likewise, my friend. <laughs> Sometimes cheeky, always fun. It's After Dark with Louise Wilkinson. Brought to you by Flirt Adult Store, Hamilton. Well, they say that if you spend a day where you don't learn something, it is certainly a day wasted. That certainly is not the case for me tonight and I hope will not be the case for you. You got a lot out of this evening's discourse with both Luke and our call girl Morgan. I'll see you back here, same bat time, same bat channel, 5pm Tuesday next week. I've been Louise Wilkinson and you've been listening to After Dark on Newcastle Live.